0: Recently, we traveled back in time to the 80s and reviewed Vice City for the PS2, which that game came out in the year 2002, and upon looking at the list of all the games that came out that year, I was like, damn, that's a pretty solid year, which bet the question, what are some of the highest rated games for the PlayStation 2, the Xbox, GameCube, Game Boy Advance, so... On a cast of the past, we will be unleashing a special series of episodes and videos where we head over to Metacritic.com and we look, we react, we debate about hey, like what does this say about that year of a specific console? We're gonna be doing that right now with a brand new episode available every single Sunday on podcast apps and at youtube.com slash a cast of the past, my friends. You can check out those sexy, shorter clips and videos that you can share at your disposal with yours truly. Juan Velas from Puerto Rico. Joining me for the ultimate time-traveling device. right we're going to be checking out a really awesome generation of games from Boston, Massachusetts. Ryan McNulty, when talking about the PS2 and, and having recently reviewed Vice City for the 2002, like how curious were you to check out just other games that came out that year?
1: It, I was very curious because... This is this is a throwback to kind of our prime gaming generation, right? When we were old enough to be reasonably decent at games and have a little bit of money to be able to buy our own games from time to time this is really our generation so it's fun to go back because it's tough to remember what year was it 2002 was it 2001 etc when these games came out but it's really a throwback particularly at this point in time for me I, I know we'll be talking about GameCube and you know down the line but uh yeah, there were. My cousin had a PS2, so I still played a lot of PS2 during this year. Uh, so I'm excited to cover some of some of those top games.
0: Yeah, as I uh, look at this list here, which for context, it's once again Metacritic. Each one has a list of 100 games. And looking at the PS2 one, it's like, man, 2002 was a really good rental year. I didn't buy a lot of games that year, but. You know, looking at this list, we have a number 100 Test Drive, 99 Tribes Aerial Assault. And no, we're not going to be counting down every single game one by one. But just it's it's those games that it's in nobody's top top five lists, but everybody's maybe checked out a trailer or something like that. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, like we said at this time for us, we we didn't exa- we weren't old enough to have jobs of our own yet, but you know, eventually you'd build up some some money and once you had enough, I think it was what $50 in this generation for a game, at least in the US. It was exciting to be able to purchase a game with your own money during this time, but yeah, tons tons of uh, great games from the PS2 library. I mean, I think we got to talk about one game that you and I both know uh, and are familiar with, and that is SmackDown Shut Your Mouth. Now, did oh, you yeah. did you play this around when it
0: came out? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Like uh, with the PS2 generation. I really transitioned from PS1 to PS2 because of the wrestling game. So every single one of them, like, Shut Your Mouth, uh, Just Bring It, which I believe was the year before. You know, for context, this game got an 82. And for those who don't know about Metacritic, it's like a conglomerate of uh, multiple reviews, not just one person. But, man, SmackDown was awesome. I, I think that Just Bring It, which came out the year before, wasn't great. I was a little disappointed with it. I think Shut Your Mouth is like the really good soundtrack, Marilyn Manson, like the that kind of like oh, a, yeah. a cover that, that was a, at the menu, and the graphics. I mean, hey, Triple H's hair was the indication of the evolution <laughs> of games, right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. This was a big jump from Just Bring It, which I played Very little of just bring it felt like it was still kind of lingering in the PS2 era. I mean, I'm sorry, the PS1 era. Whereas shut your mouth felt like the real first PS2 wrestling game, and there was so many fun backstage areas uh, in this game. I think you could climb to the top of like WWF New York or something and jump off of it. Yes, those dives. Yeah, there was so much crazy stuff. And the story mode, I remember being very detailed and involved and you could walk around backstage and talk to people. It was uh, like even the following game, they kind of dialed some of that down and made it a little bit, uh, you know, they kind of fine tuned it. And that game is fantastic. Here comes the pain. But Shut Your Mouth, I think, had some elements that I found to be more fun. And I was a little disappointed when they removed some of
0: that from uh, the, the following game. Yeah, now one game that's very interesting, when you look at this list, it's like there's two things, which is the games that you played, and then the games that, for example, at uh, number 87, we have Fatal Frame. Now, when we talked about Silent Hill, this is like a really expensive game now, right? Like the original release of Fatal Frame goes for like over $80, and it has a Metacritic of 74 and even when the game came out, you know, this is like a horror game, it's like spooky and all that stuff, but people said it's like not perfect, but... I don't want to say it's age like fine Wine because I haven't played it, but it's one of those games that people say like, yeah, there's like the obvious Resident Evil and Silent Hill, but then there's other series like this one. Like, had you heard about Fatal Frame
1: in 2002? When I was into uh, first getting into Silent Hill, so this was probably 2010, 2011, um, I started picking up more PS2 games. I had a PS3 already but I was trying to get some of those games, so I did pick up games like Okami, and I pick up games like Ico and Shadow of the Colossus, and Fatal Frame was actually on my radar, but I never actually got around to picking it up, and now I regret that considering how expensive it is. But it's still a series that I know there's games for like the Wii U that's coming to the Switch soon, so it's still a series I do want to try, so I might try that uh, that newer one Coming, uh, coming to the Switch. Uh, I guess it's already on the Wii U. Maybe I'll get it for the Wii U if it's cheap. So, um, but yeah, still a series I want to get into. And this is really, I'm guessing where it all started. If it's just called Fatal Frame, but I, I could be yeah, wrong yeah. about that. Uh, Another but, game that uh, yeah, shows would like up to check here. It out.
0: yeah. No, we're gonna have to check that out. And 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 it's like you know we reviewed a lot of Resident Evil, Silent Hill, but. It's it's great to check out like the hidden gems, like more obscure games. So who knows? Maybe we can check that out in the future. But then number 67, here we have uh, James Bond Nightfire 007. Got a 77 Metacritic. And I bring this one up because I feel like, you know, you say, what's your favorite a uh, James Bond game? it's almost like a legal obligation to say Goldeneye, right but then Mm -hmm. there are other ones that are pretty freaking good like agent under fire is good Uh, i really enjoy playing this one like is it is it the best game ever no but there's something really cool about first person you know gadget based stuff like the james james bond games especially like early ps2 were pretty good did you play those no the only one i remember playing
1: i think was called like rogue agent or something um I know they tried to make one that was like GoldenEye Rogue Agent for either the Wii or the GameCube. I care. not yeah, remember. Gotta, they got
0: to get that GoldenEye. Yeah, film, they,
1: there was yeah there was a couple times. It's like either Xbox or uh, Nintendo tried to capitalize on the nostalgia for GoldenEye, but it, it never ever hit that same stride. I think the world is not enough for PlayStation. Was the last time I played a James Bond like. That was one of the last times I owned a James Bond game. I should oh, say. Oh wow!
0: So it's yeah, it's been a couple I, years. Not,
1: I've not bought one since, but I do have a, now an N64 copy of that. Uh, World is not enough. I got it. Uh, found it on Facebook Marketplace along with a couple of other CIB N64 oh, games. Yeah. But no PS2 era. I totally skipped the James Bond games. Uh, they never really found that uh, popularity. But I'm sure some of them are definitely
0: and worth. Checking dude, they out. are super cheap. Like um no joke at least if you check out uh, Nightfire and agent under fire they are i i don't get why they didn't reach that same peak i mean look n64 had a lot less first person shooter so i guess it's like big fish small pond with the ps2 mm-hmm. it's like you did start getting a lot more of them but they were pretty freaking awesome I and mean, you can get them for like five bucks or something
1: yeah i mean i think goldeneye was kind of It was just an anomaly, right? Because it really was that first console party FPS game and kind of took off when no one expected it to. And then I think people just moved on when games like Halo came out and people weren't looking for that the fix they got from Goldeneye, there was other games that just did it better. And then I think people just kind of left jam- the property in the dust. I think it was more the party FPS than the IP that carried Goldeneye.
0: True. I mean, ultimately, like, and and that's a conversation we could talk about in the future. And it's own. like the whole... Four port thing. It's like you know the wrestling games on the N sixty four, like Mario Kart. How different would the N sixty four would have been if it only had two boot? We we could talk about. Yeah, that that could be an hour long conversation there. (laughs) We there's so many
1: tangents we could go off on. it's tough to stay focused.
0: Yeah, yeah, we could do it though. We could do it, Ryan man. Yeah. Now this game, like when I think about the uh, the PS two, this is legit one of my favorite games, and it's one of those that you don't expect it to be good. At number 40 in this list, there's uh, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Did you ever play any of the Lord of the Ring games I on PS2? I did.
1: I can't remember which one it was, but I feel like it was Two Towers. I played it at my cousin's house, but only a little bit, not really enough to get a, a sense of it. And people, I've seen a lot of people rave about this game. So it's something I definitely want to go back to.
0: No, it's seriously freaking awesome. Like, I was huge into Lord of the Rings. So it's one of those rentals where you're like, oh man, I'm I'm getting a, a game based on a movie. And it's like an amazing hack and slash game. And look, uh, The Return of the King on PS2 had online, online co-op. Like who would Crazy have thought that the third game in this, don't play Fellowship though, okay? Fellowship <laughs> was based on the books, which not that there's anything wrong with that, but it was not based <laughs> on the movies. It was not the same developer. It is horrible. It's like your poor man, Zelda. So if you want to mm-hmm. r- review it with, with that mindset, Ryan, you, you got game essays <laughs> for that. <laughs> we're they, we're not they, yeah, to that that, here. that
1: could be a fun... Uh Angry style review. If I ever want to go that route, but maybe I'll, I'll I'll take a look at that. Yeah, it's something I want to go back to to visit. Is the two towers specifically because I see a pop up uh, on Reddit, the game collecting subreddit. I see that game pop up all the time. People are like can't believe I just got this. Like steal. So um, uh, yep. I'm starting to get that FOMO, and I and I wanna I wanna try it out.
0: I want to punch you, but I also love you, Ryan. <laughs> now number 21 i mean look we got a hundred games people this is this is a taste if you'd like us to go back eventually and talk a little bit more about this let us know and be part of the conversation at acastofthepast.com slash discord where you can react uh you know based on a lot of these games and this one at number 21 kingdom hearts got an 85 metacritic i think that this is the one that's in a, a lot of people's like top 10, maybe not necessarily top five. I mean, it's a huge freaking deal, right? You got Squaresoft, you got Disney, you got them being, you know, combined. You know, who didn't love Final Fantasy release knew about it? Then you got these super recognizable characters. I actually got this game day one, not on purpose. I went to EB Games and then it's one of those things where I wanted to play something new, but I didn't know what so the person asked me what do you like i'm like oh i I played final fantasy 10 they're like oh do you like he's like what i'm talking about final fantasy he's like what the hell i didn't finish the game because i don't think i've ever enjoyed the combat and the movement Mm. in the kingdom hearts games but you you gotta you gotta say it's like pretty damn creative because it could have been a cluster and i don't think it was what did you think
1: Absolutely. This is one I've never really touched the Kingdom Hearts series outside of I tried playing the DS one. And because the story is so fluid from like games
0: that came out for Kingdom Hearts, Because you
1: basically have to play every game to understand what, what was going on. I eventually gave up because I had no idea what the heck was going on. So I gave up on it. But I've Seen, uh, you know, my friends play this game. A lot, yeah, a lot of people I know adore this game, and it's just a series that I haven't touched. And and again, something I would definitely be open to playing, but I, you know, it it speaks
0: for itself. I think, you know, when we talked about Vice City, it's like, look, the gameplay is not, you don't go to Vice City for the gameplay, you go to it for the world, the vibe. And I think in many different ways, you know, Kingdom Hearts is very similar because, I mean, that soundtrack alone. Is just freaking amazing. So yeah, definitely yeah, something yeah, worth checking the out. The
1: opportunity to experience some of those Disney games because we didn't exactly, you know, back in the Genesis and Super Nintendo game, uh, Super Nintendo days, you might've gotten some of those Disney games, but around the PS2 era, you weren't getting too many of those or you felt it was a little too kiddie at that point. So to have a more like, I don't, I don't want to say the word mature, but you know what I mean? A more like all ages type of game where you still get to go back to those like worlds as a part of Disney, I think is a pretty cool experience.
0: Now, I'm super curious. I don't think we have ever talked about this series and it's been dormant since uh, the PlayStation 3, I believe it was. So this is at number 17 on the list of Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus. So We're not going to talk about Banjo, Ryan, but I do got to say, like, (laughs) I know you'll love me some Banjo-Kazooie platformers. So to me as an outsider, it would be like, man, this is right up Ryan's alley. I don't think we've ever talked about this once. Do you, did you ever play this? I have not. (laughs) There's there's a lot,
1: like I said, I got a PS2 very late. So there wasn't by the time, like a lot of these games, you know, a lot of these games had kind of come and gone before I really got to them or I just didn't have enough time to get to them before eventually, I just kind of moved on. So, again, another series. And I know they, there's a remaster, if I'm not mistaken, for yeah, this. Yeah, on uh,
0: PS3, there's a trilogy, which mm-hmm. I've wanted to get that copy, and it keeps going up in price. Yeah, so another sad.
1: one that, yeah, hey, I complain about the death of uh, platformers and cute
0: characters. Right, you're contributing yeah, to the I problem, Ryan. Because I, <laughs> I didn't play enough of them. Damn you, Rhino, but... I played the first one. I don't think I beat it. It's one of those rentals for me. So, man, you and me, we love platformers. We sure as hell did not buy them around this point. (laughs) But, man, like, it's one of those games that I really didn't get the cell shaded style. Like, you know, we got a couple of games. We got Automata Lista around that time. Uh, Beautiful Joe came out, I think that was 2003, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. But that style looks so damn good in this game, you know, because it's like they're not going for realism and a lot of games strive for realism and then they fail miserably. So the fact that we got that, um, you know, jumpy mechanic, you know, this is Sucker Punch. They they eventually made the infamous games and, you know, I love the first infamous game. So it is something that I personally want to go back to because I, I do think those games are pretty cool.
1: Yeah, totally agree with you on that one.
0: And going from one, man, really? They both came out in the same year. Okay, I'm just like reacting to this live. Number 13, quick reaction here to uh, the first Ratchet & Clank. I mean, this is a very relevant topic now. You know, these, man, they had four Ratchet & Clank games, three or four on the PS2. They have a lot more because they even had some sequels on PS3. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the series that it's it's been there, right? This one yep. did not lay dormant. Did you play any of, any of the games?
1: Yeah, so I have what was it? Future Tools of Destruction is the one. Yeah, the PS3 one. I played that all the way through, really enjoyed it. And then recently that big game pickups I got uh, that I have a video on my channel about, I got, I think almost all the PS2 Ratchet and Clank games. All right, I hated you for that. Yeah. So yes, it's definitely on my radar because I really enjoyed um, future Tools of Destruction, and I know like games like Up Your Arsenal and stuff are really uh, revered. Uh, so I'd love to go back and play a lot of those because I really liked the concept and all the different weapons you get and upgrading them and everything. Um, yeah, there was some really awesome weapons in the, in the one that I played. So I'd love to see what different ones that they have in some of the, the other games. And basically, I'd probably just go back and start where it began with uh, the 2002 original.
0: Yeah, that would be a great starting point. I I don't have them physically with the exception of uh, Tools of Destruction, but digitally on the PS3, you can get a lot of them for like very, very uh, low price. So I, back in the day, a couple of years ago, I got the trilogy, the HD trilogy for next to nothing. Plus there's that reimagining because the game that came out on PS4 is a retelling of the first game. So it's not a remaster, but it's kind of a remaster tying into like the movie that came out, which... I never saw it just because I, I don't really like to watch movies based on games. So yeah. that's, that's I was for sure story.
1: that the, I was like certain that that was going to be the first good video game movie, but apparently the reviews are really bad.
0: So yeah, it's
1: unful- it just felt like, OK, they make so many great animated movies. How can exactly. they mess it's this like, one think, up? Of,
0: think of the pool they were swimming in? It's like, yeah. look, don't don't even do that. Uh, a game I got to quickly react to. You know, we've talked about GoldenEye and, and all of this, but this is my jam. This is this is maybe my top five, honestly, for PS2. It's mm-hmm. a Time Splitters two, uh, that and its sequel, Future Perfect. Awesome games. The first one, it's a kind of a generic first person shooter, but this is one that I think you would love. I, I don't ha, have you played this one. I've not. I remember you gotta, in, you got to play it. Yeah,
1: I remember in middle school. I had a buddy who raved about this game. Like we would talk like Fano we were both into similar video games and he was always like time splitters too. You got to
0: play, it. you got to play it. I it's still so never good. played
1: it. I'm the worst.
0: No, it, legit, man. It's just an amazing game because it it's essentially the golden eye gameplay. Even a lot of the music isn't, I'm going to say inspired by, but inspired is uh, putting it loosely sometimes. But the multiplayer is freaking awesome. You can make your own multiplayer maps. Like, there's just so much meat on that bone. Like, It is one of those rare first-person shooters, and I'm like, man, that could be a future review because I know for a fact you're going to just love because it's, there's a time travel element, so every level is just very different. Now, two more games I want to quickly bring up before we move on over to the box with the X is uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. So that one came out in two thousand two. By this point, like, look, we've reviewed Tony Hawk's Pro Skater two. We we've been open about our love with this. By the time the fourth game came out, how were how were you feeling?
1: <laughs> this this uh this segment is all about me not playing games. So Tony Hawk, right? I played the first three. I skipped four, and then I think a lot of people. Yeah, I, and then I, I, I played Underground. In this. Yeah. So this is the this is the Tony Hawk of like the early years like the of this generation cuz obviously there's a lot of later Tony Hawk games that I have not played. But yeah, 4 was just the one that I missed and I went straight to Underground.
0: I actually did play it and and I thought it was really good. It's one of those things that look even if I love that cake you have given me so much of it by this point, I was like, dude, I need a break. Like yeah, I think I, after I three bought-
1: People yeah. were a little bit burnt out, which is why like Underground was great because it just reinvented everything. So exactly. four it, seemed needed, it like, needed
0: something different.
1: Yeah. Four seemed like the formula was definitely wearing a little thin at that
0: point. And I mean, that being said, it is number three, is it? Yeah, it's number three in this. List. So it's got a Metacritic of 94, which is pretty freaking amazing, right? Considering oh, yeah. the fact that it's the fourth game.
1: Yeah, I mean I I think they they were still extremely well made. Uh it just might have been, you know, the fatigue at this point, but I'm sure, you know, I it could just be me. Sales I'm sure were were fantastic. Uh you know, I don't know.
0: Exactly. And uh, I am going to give you an honorable mention right at the end there. But I just want to quickly bring up number one. I mean, this is to the surprise of nobody, you know, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. We just put out a, a full review on this so you can hear, you know, word for word, you know, second by second. We literally no, no not, not to that extreme, <laughs> but we just talked about our love with that game. And in my case, like if you want to hear the the reception of somebody that never played it back in the day and I played it for the very first time, you know, you can check that out there. But unsurprisingly, you know, Grand Theft Auto is just overwhelmingly not just the PS2 game of the year, it was many people's favorite game Mm -hmm. of the year. But in your case, Ryan, when we go to number two, I was surprised to see this in here. It's Madden NFL 2003, which also got a 95. It got as high of a score as Vice City. And I know nothing about football, so whatever you say, I'm just going to assume it's right. <laughs> so
1: I was definitely not, I mean, I enjoyed games like NFL Blitz, and I would play the occasional football game for sure. So this is not the era that I was playing football games, but I've watched many videos detailing the downfall of the Madden series. And at this point in time, Madden, the Madden series in the NFL 2K series were very like head-to-head competing trying to outdo each other and these games at this time leading up to I think like the pinnacle in 2005 which is where people say like 2k NFL 2k5 is still one of the greatest football games ever made and there's a lot of things that still haven't been matched but you know the years leading up these games were jam-packed with features and ridiculous details about like going through season mode, each player having their own contract and ha- like negotiating and looking at their stats and then you could go into years and years and years of these season modes where players would retire and then they'd become coaches and all this, all this stuff like the amount of detail that they put into these games is crazy and they've, they built it up all through like the, the 2000s and then At some point around 2010, 2011, once 2K was completely out of the picture and had been a few years, the Madden games have just been completely gutted of a lot of this detail. And some of it sim, they're doing its job of actually simulating football. They still are, there's still things in like the game from 2005 that does it better than today
0: wow no no lie yeah isn't there like an ncaa game that's like super expensive because people still prefer that one
1: yeah and there was um like i think 2k made like an all pro football game like a couple of years ago um that's still like it's like a much better simulation than like the last several years of madden so basically this was when madden was still really churning out quality titles and actually wasn't just a roster update year after year and had, like now their whole model is around you know the microtransactions with like the cards mode you know it's similar to like gta online they, they found their revenue stream and they're just hammering away with that um but yeah you might looking back now it seems a little crazy to have madden as number two but at the time it it may you know it actually kind of yeah, deserved it. it. the point. amount of detail that they put
0: into those games it was actually deserved so we just talked about some of the highest rated games on the PlayStation 2, topping off with uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater of 4, and uh, Madden NFL 2003. But when it comes to the OG Xbox, this console that a lot of people were not sure about, like, is this going to be successful? I mean, you already got Nintendo and Sony that everybody knows and loves, right? And then here's this brand new contender with Microsoft, Uh, 2002 was an all right year at least for me and I did own the console at this point so Ryan and uh, Juan here reacting to Metacritic's top 100 highest rated games on the original Xbox now for PS2 we first talked about a wrestling game so I think it's only fitting that we do something similar because at 94 on this list (laughs) at a 68 so the fact that at the top 100, we have some not-so-great-reviewed games. It maybe says a little <laughs> bit about the overall scores, but we have WWF Raw, and this game Ugh. is responsible in many ways for the beginning of our friendships, of our relationships, well, of me, possibly. this series, we should say. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so talk to me about WWF Raw for the Xbox, which was very different than mm-hmm. the SmackDown games on the PS2.
1: Yeah, so... WWF Raw I actually don't know too much about the original one. I did own Raw 2, but the the original one, yeah, Xbox they just never found their footing with uh, their own exclusive wrestling game because they in, in this
0: era actually no they didn't.
1: In this era, GameCube, Xbox, PS2 all had their own series of wrestling games. It wasn't like today where it's like cross-generation. Every game had their own... I mean, every system had their own series. And Xbox, it had some great ideas. But it just never could quite get off the ground with anything. And I, I do think Raw 2 was probably the best one. But that's really not not saying much. Um, but they had some great ideas. I don't know if the original one let you have custom entrance music. But I know... You can uh, have a
0: lot of stuff. And as a matter yeah. of fact... Um- the first one was on pc so to this day people continue modding it adding brand new stuff because that first one it's like it do do it, it did perform some interesting things like uh yeah i do, do. Okay, right. <laughs> get it so out of your mature. system yeah get it out of your we're, your we're so mature You're yep <laughs> <laughs> no but like you could um do a lot of stuff with weapons you could put on and take off a mask like the concept was neat, but yeah, this is this would not be the wrestling game that you're like, oh, this is my number one, and yeah. it's not even top fifty in here. So yeah. I guess many people agree. It's here.
1: probably because there was only there probably wasn't more than a hundred Xbox games released that year, so it just made the list by default. I'm guessing.
0: <laughs> Damn that that those are some harsh words, my friend. But then one game that man, I I don't know if you've ever played this, but. When I first played the original Burnout, you know, got a 75 here, so pretty good review score. I was never big into the simulation-based racing games, right? But then here came Burnout, which the whole concept is check out. Like, what if crashing is not something you're avoiding? Crashing is the thing you want to be able to do. And the first one laid the foundation for arguably my f- my favorite Burnout, which is Burnout 3 Takedown mm-hmm. on the PS2. But did you ever play this one or know about it?
1: I only played Burnout 3, but I adore that game. So I appreciate so the, the mentality that the Burnout games really brought to the series was, okay, let's just make the crashes super detailed and exciting. And I, I love that concept because it was in cr- contrast to a lot of more standard kind of dull racing games it had like an appeal to someone who didn't really care about racing that much and just wanted to see really cool crashes and explosions and stuff
0: i'm just gonna say i love this user review (laughs) for for burnout 10 out of 10 josh j wrote in may 2002 it's tight (laughs) that's it that's the whole review man That's all you need to know I love it. Okay, this blew my mind, because I've actually played this game. Better this, a better score than Lord of the Rings and other games. At number 42, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the video game. Now, I, I like to break this one up, because once we got to the 360 PS3 generation, it's not that we didn't get games based on TV shows, but PS2, PS1 generation, Xbox, like... We got a lot of those and usually they were beat 'em ups, you know, hack and slash, but this one was it was aight. It wasn't tight. It was aight. <laughs> <Did you? laughs> wow, <that> was bad. <laughs> oh did, my god. Did goodness. you did you watch Buffy? I did. I did. Okay, good. I still like yeah.
1: you. No, my, my sister was really into it and then just eventually. She's watching a few episodes. You just sit down on the couch you start watching and You start to get into it, too. So Dude, Okay, it's all yeah.
0: about the intro song, right? Oh, yeah, the intro da, song is great. And so there's good. a lot
1: of good music in that, you know, 90s, uh, early 2000s, a lot of good music. But yeah, because it was one of the few shows that, like, I would be interested at that time that did have, like, you know, each episode would be a continuation of the story. So it made you want to kind of tune in every week.
0: But never play the game. Did. No, it's, it's not bad. Like, honestly, it's... I. I mean, it's kinda, Would you just go around what it is. killing vampires? Or- yeah, it's like uh, you do have voiceover. It's, it's a fairly accurate recreation of the series, not in any amazing type of way. But if you're looking, it's like, oh, you don't want to watch Buffy, but you want to relive those times. Like, hey, you, you can get like a decent hack and slash game. Now, this game is very interesting. It got a 79 score as well. It's uh, Spider-Man, the movie game. And look, I think we can all agree Spider-Man 2 is a freaking yeah. amazing game. I mean, that one just, holy crap, right? But then this first one, it's not nearly as as ambitious as the sequel. And I think that's why it often doesn't get talked about enough. But it was pretty good. I'm, and I'm hoping yeah. you played it, right?
1: I actually did. I actually did. This is a game. I, I think I played it on GameCube, but I rented it. And I, th- I want to say I beat the game or got pretty close. I remember getting very far through the game but yeah seeing it on the list just like unlocked the memory of me playing it like until then until then i had completely forgotten that i had played this game but i do remember uh, renting it and playing a very good chunk of it if not beating it
0: yeah and this game uh, came out on is on a uh, ps2 i think it came out on all the consoles yeah, it, it right? was
1: not like open world or anything like the you know spider-man 2 tried to be um and succeeded definitely because people love that game uh, this was very much like a very linear, chapter-by-chapter chapter, uh, story type of game. But did it, it did go beyond just the first movie because they added in a whole bunch of other villains. And it's they basically probably the main reason I know about a lot of Spider-Man villains was actually from this game. Because I didn't know
0: many of them before this. That's actually a good point because a lot of games based on comic book movies... I mean, man, we're getting into like some deep <laughs> uh, yeah. territory there. But it's like if they just followed scene by scene on the movie it would be a boring game and even then they sometimes were but it's like they try to sp- sprinkle in the villains that you otherwise did not see in the movie and i think that was like, like that was the incentive it's this is the the world as, as in the movie world but then you get a little bit extra and i and i always thought that was a uh, pretty damn cool
1: yeah i actually have a game i'd like to to bring up because it came with the xbox that i got um The funny way I got an Xbox was um, my stepdad, basically, he won some competition at work and got an Xbox, so he just gave it to me. And it came with Sega GT, but also it came with the number 10 uh, pick on this list was Jet Set Radio Future.
0: Ooh, that was a good game.
1: So this one, I, I remember playing it. I don't think I got too, too far, but I just remember... You're on like rollerblades and you're graffitiing stuff. Um, but it is definitely an interesting concept. And I think it didn't it
0: get it started on like the Dreamcast originally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got uh, the first Jetson Radio. I actually played that like a month ago because there's an HD edition on, on PS3, I believe it is. And that's the one I played.
1: Yeah, uh, maybe it's something that I have to go back and revisit because maybe I just I don't know if I got stuck or something, but I don't know why I didn't
0: get very far in it. It's an awesome element, though, because it takes like Tony Hawk in the you're grinding, you're jumping around, but then you have the graffiti element. And, you know, we, we talked about this on the PS2 side with uh, cel-shaded games like Sly and all that, like, you know, Jet Set's another game that did that really good, and especially with the Xbox. I mean, one of the benefits of the Xbox is more often than not, the games look best on the yeah. Xbox, right? So it's yeah, like
1: It was absolutely the most powerful system of
0: the generation exactly it really was it really wasn't and and as a matter of fact at number two in this list i think this is one of those games that really accentuated like the visual quality is a tom clancy's splinter cell this is a series that admittedly i've always i've i've jumped into but i i don't stick with and i i can't sit here and like tell you why like i i own the first one I own the ones on 360 because it's like that bucket list where you say, oh, next year. I I finally, I love Metal Gear, so I got to play this. And I remember playing, I think it was Pandora Tomorrow that had all my multiplayer. That was freaking insane. Like, I don't know if you ever played that one, but what about the uh, first one?
1: I did rent this game and I remember, I feel like I was intimidated by it. <laughs> like it, it's different, it, right? Yeah.
0: It's like, you're not used to that type of like stealth waiting. Yeah.
1: I, I remember getting it and then just being like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to like play this game. I feel like a bad. <laughs> Nowadays I'd probably be like, okay, what was I so afraid of? But I just remember, I think like with the night vision and everything, like I had no idea what I was doing and I, I hadn't played like Metal Gear Solid at this time. So stealth a stealth type game was just completely out of my element and i again rented it but did not get far at all
0: so we do have two more games here that i want to get to the first one at number 16 is a metal gear solid 2 substance now this right here i wish keith was a part of the conversation because i had played and beaten uh metal gear solid 2 on the ps on the ps2 and that was freaking awesome And I don't know if you know about Substance, but it's like you get a little bit more, essentially. Um, Like you got a, I forget if it was a second disc on this one. I know MGS3 got the second disc with uh, Subsistence, but it's like you even got like a skating game within this. It's like they just went ridiculous adding like a whole bunch of plus stuff, like a bonus stuff. So I guess they needed to figure out a way, how do we get the people that bought MGS2 on the PS2 to double dip and then we ended up getting this version which I actually own. I still have my my copy of this game. So I you you haven't played Metal Gear Solid 2 yet, right? No,
1: I I beat the first one years ago and was like I'm going to play the rest of the series and I still haven't gotten to it. But I swear one of these days I'm going to play through all of them. And I the think I have is, the You can get a freaking Yeah, I have like the PS3 HD collection,
0: so I'm sure that has the substance version, I'm guessing. On yeah, it, it has it, most of the contents in that but like those games are still amazing it's it's one of those games especially you know this one that it's like you think of 2001 2002 and it's like um not great 3d graphics but then you look at a game like this uh, final fantasy 10 it's like what the hell guys you were ridiculously i mean look they had the budget right i mean yeah. when you have the money to make things happen but it's it's insane how different you know the quality in this game visually is compared to other ones
1: yeah, it is, uh, this generation is definitely interesting because there's some games that still hold up extremely well and other ones that you're just like, how is this even on the same console?
0: <laughs> exactly. And and one of the games that I really do think became a defining game for the, the console, it's also available on, on PC as far as I believe, but uh, The Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind, I mean, yeah. I' it's played a lot of oblivion.
1: I was gonna say it's definitely a game that probably couldn't exist on any other console in this generation, right?
0: yeah, no, exactly. it's it's one of the few games that you look at the the scope because I never played it right to this day. I've never played this one. I played Skyrim. I played Skyrim. I played you know another version of Skyrim. And I've also played oblivion. But then I would always look at gameplay of this game and just be like, wow, it's like first yeah. person, but it's not narrow quarters, because I think that's what we were used to, right? It's like you get a game, it's usually like Two big old walls on the sides. You walk down. This one's like, no, you you are the adventure in first-person mode. And that, yeah. to me, was unbelievable.
1: Yeah, funny enough, I remember my sister actually talked a lot about this game. Because she had, like, her group of friends, there was a few people that loved this game. So, she was always telling me, like, oh, like, we're, we're at my friend's house. We are playing Morwen. This game's, like, crazy. It's so big. You could, like, do anything in it. And, like, she's talking about how, like, detailed it was. And... Uh, obviously, my computer—I I didn't have an Xbox at the time. My computer was definitely not good enough to to play this game. Um, so, I—that's like the first time I really heard about the Elder Elder Scrolls series was Morrowind and something. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people still love it today, and it might be worth playing. But you know, at the time, this was one of them, you know one of the most impressive games out there.
0: Now, without a doubt, and and just to list off and, and relive that quick nostalgia for everybody, uh, some of the other games that came out in this year for the OG Xbox include uh, Jedi Outcast, a Shenmue 2, Medal of Honor Frontline, awesome, first-person shooter, I actually have a copy for the PS2, uh, Mortal Kombat, Deadly Alliance. This, to me, is when Mortal Kombat was not great, Armageddon was a little bit better. I don't know if you ever played Mortal Kombat around this time. Maybe a little bit but did not get into it very much. It, it was rough. It was rough. Now, one game that I would be curious for us to to experience having played Silent Hill and Resident Evil is Onimusha. Now, on the Xbox, we got an alternate version, which is Genma Onimusha coming out after the original game, because I believe Onimusha 2 or 3 had come out around this point. I think it was like the second one or something. But these games are kind of like tank controls-y, like they kind of remastered and not really like the very first one so it's those games like that that come to mind is there anything with with the xbox in 2002 like there's not halo that came out this year right you know the number one game on this list is actually tony hawk's Pro skater (laughs) three which uh four was at number three on the ps2 so that's very interesting, right? How how kind of the the different yeah. the situation is, and
1: I wonder is because I think they were kind of optimizing some of these games, or I don't know yeah. if they were like upscaling them a, a teeny bit for uh, for the Xbox. But I know like the Grand Theft Auto games came later and stuff, so I wonder. Yeah, Xbox sometimes got a little bit later releases, but they were the superior
0: version to play a lot of times.
1: And I think I mean, in a the good case, example
0: is a uh, uh, Tony Hawk's First Skater to Excel.
1: Yeah. And I was going to say, I think in the case also of Tony Hawk 4, which again was came out in 2002 for the PS2, each one, I think there was an exclusive level for every system, if I remember correctly. I could You're be not wrong about that, her. but I'm pretty sure it was Tony Hawk 4 that did that.
0: But it's interesting. Like I think when you look at the PS2 and its list, it was more like, oh, this is the PlayStation 2, whereas the Xbox list seems like here's... Kind of like a greatest hits. Yeah, it was not their banner year, I would say. Exactly, because we got Tony Hawk's First Skater 3 and 4. They both came out that year. 3 came out in March and then four came out in October. So it's a no lot wonder of sports the, games. Uh,
1: yeah, people could be feeling the fatigue.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a lot. But for everybody watching and listening, you know, what are some of your favorite games for the OG Xbox, especially around like 2002? You know, we got even more games like uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Like we can continue having uh, this conversation. So make sure to join the Discord over at acastofthepast.com Discord. If you're checking this, out on the podcast feed hey hopefully you enjoyed our reaction to the ps2 and the xbox lists the best way you can support the uh, podcast really is by dropping that five-star review and if you're checking this out at youtube.com slash a cast of the past make sure to subscribe and click on that bell. It's not just a catchy thing. It really, really does help. And if you enjoyed this conversation, it's like we are going to continue it because on the following edition, we are reacting to GameCube and the Game Boy Advance. Is GameCube going to be somewhat similar to the Xbox's, maybe like Greatest Hits route? Is it going to be unique? And what about the Game Boy Advance and and just like an unbelievable handheld that I freaking love? I want an SP because I I (laughs) traded it in and I'm an idiot. But we'll talk about that on the next episode of a cast to the past. I wouldn't go to the past with the Xbox in 2002. Though. A PS2 for sure, though.
1: Oh, yeah.